What is up, guys? It is happening. It is the time of the year. Finally, September. It's here. It's archery season, and we're pumped about it. Uh, we went out last week. Did a little. Yes, we did. Did a little hunting, a little walking around in the woods. Very unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of. That's the thing is, it was successful but unsuccessful. We saw we saw animals. We saw mm-hmm. six, seven deer. Yeah. And uh, what an hour after we left, we had a bear hit the camera, which was super annoying because we yeah. were literally thirty yards away from that hole where the bear came in. Yeah. But yeah, not what we wanted. We didn't want the elk. We didn't see the elk. I mean. Yeah. No, but it was always it's always successful when you get in the backwoods, right? And it was successful. So we had our one of our cameras kind of we found out was set up in a wrong position. I mean, yes. it was in the right spot, but it was kind of turned at a wrong angle with that mud wallow that we were. Uh, trying to see what animals were coming in, we needed to turn it slightly to the left. <laughs> yes, because because what we found was we were overlooking them. Right, yeah. that was kind of the main issue. Mm-hmm. And that hole hasn't produced quite like we wanted it to, but I think that it might be a little bit later in the season that we really start to see it pick up. Hopefully, for, for elk. That's what we're hoping. We we aren't probably even going to hunt that for elk. Last time when we went out, we were hunting bears. Uh, we had that one bear that came right after we had left, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> it was a good bear too. Yeah. It yeah. was a shooter. And uh, so hopefully, I mean, that's like Ben said, that's kind of going to be our spot for bear this year. And then we'll have to try our luck somewhere else with elk for the next little bit. But yeah. it's fun. It's yeah. fun to get out. And that's not what we're talking about today. This <laughs> is episode six, right? Episode six. Episode six, live at you. <laughs> today we're going to talk about hunted related things hunting related things we're going to be talking about kind of the gear that we pack out into the woods our packs what we had in our packs on saturday when we went out last or sunday whenever it was opening day and we're going out again this weekend it's labor day weekend so we got the long weekend coming uh we're gonna go do some camping right tom maybe if the (laughs) wife lets you if the wife lets me i'm hoping yeah i'm hoping (laughs) So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today, guys. We're going to talk about packs. We're going to talk about what we bring in the in the backwoods. It kind of varies, uh, but there are some go-tos that we don't go in the backwoods without. So Tom, what's, what's one of those off the top of your head? Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this in previous episodes, but um, Jetboil. Jetboil is like my go-to piece of equipment. I don't go camping without it. I don't go hunting without it. I like I, I love my jet boil. For those who don't know what jet boil is, it's just a cooking system. Uh, it heats up your water, but it heats it so fast. And so for, you know, for prepping a meal or if you're just trying to get a hot drink or whatever it is, the jet boil is by far my favorite piece of gear that I take on any outdoor adventure. So this past weekend was I mean, that Jetboil cooked our lunch, and um, it was delicious. Yeah. They're awesome. I, I remember the first time we used the Jetboil, Tom. We were <laughs> we were up in Howe area. Yes. And we, were, we had this great idea. We were cow hunting for elk. And we had this great idea that we were going to hike up the side of a mountain. Oh, I forgot about this. In the pitch black. <laughs> and it was freezing cold. I had just purchased the Jetboil. Hadn't used it yet. I think I might have used it at home. Yeah, probably testing like in it. in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But we we start <laughs> hiking up this mountain. We get up there and we're freezing our butts off. 
and, and, and we, uh, we had some cocoa, I think, that we had brought. And so we break open the jet boil and we fire up some water and it boiled in like 10 seconds, I swear. <laughs> it and really does feel like that. It does. And, and what impressed me about that, what sold me on jet boil in that moment was it's all self-contained in its own little package. We pull it out. Super easy to do. We're doing it in the dark with numb fingers. We have hot water in, it, it was under a minute. I'm yeah. not going to exaggerate and say yeah. 10 seconds, but it's under a minute. Yeah. You have boiling water, like a whole thing of boiling water. And it was like howling wind and it didn't blow out. No. You know, you, I've had other little camp stove sh- things where you have the flame and they always blow out when it's really windy. But that thing, it just freaking roared and we had it warmed us up. That was my first impression of Jet Boil. And, and we don't, we don't go on a trip without them. No. We, we don't use them every time, I don't think, if it's like a quick day trip, but we always have them. There's a, we like to pack dehydrated food a lot. You know, yeah. Mountain House is kind of our go-to, and it it's it's the ticket. We, we want to try some new stuff, though. Yes, we uh, actually just placed an order of um, Peak Refuel, which we've heard really good things about. Seems like uh, the hunting community has really been using Peak Refuel. It seems like it's got some really good recipes, but also the nutrition on it seems to be... I mean, fairly good. So yeah. I, we're going to try that. We've ordered a few of them. We're going to try them. Um, kind of pride, pride down the road, do a comparison side by side of Mountain House and Peak Refuel. So if you aren't, go subscribe to our YouTube channel because that's where that video will take place. So yeah, we use it a lot with Mountain Ops too. Yes, Mountain Ops. Mountain Ops puts out a hot ignite drink, which is kind of like a cocoa, but it's got a little bit of an energy pick me up. So I mean, we. I don't, we didn't take it out this weekend, but honestly, most hunting trips, I take that hot ignite and we put it, uh, we put it to good use early in the morning when we're still waking up, when we're still tired. So not to distract from this episode, but we talked about trail cameras last time. My phone's been buzzing in my pocket. Is this bad to do? (laughs) This is probably bad to do. We have a big old bear in our wallow right now. Freaking millennials. Yeah. Check that out, Tom. Yeah, we got a bear. We got a bear that we're not killing right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you probably can't even see this, and half of you are actually probably listening, but, yeah, there we go. Boom. It's Proof. on there. Proof. Proof. It's Proof. in there. I'm the going to put my phone away. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we, we do a lot of that hot ignite on fishing trips as well. Fishing trips, yes. Out on the boat when it's early or and ice it's cold. fishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you're freezing. Yeah, so, so what else do we bring in our packs, Tom, that we don't go into the backwoods without? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, so... I guess for me, I'm just going to talk about what I have. Yeah, go for it. Um, well, first of all, the pack that I'm using right now is from Sitka. It's the uh, Bivy 30, which they actually stopped producing. They have very similar packs that they're doing now. Yeah. But the Sitka Bivy 30 is what I use. I freaking love it. Uh, this is my second, technically second year with it. First, like, full year of hunting with it. Um, but... Some things that are going to be in my pack probably always is I have a little like lightweight hunting tarp um, in case it starts to rain. I have, I recently just put in a flash pullover from Sitka. Yeah. So uh, that was sweet. Ben's, uh, where Ben's working, they had a really good sale going on. And so he hooked it up and I got one of those as kind of just like a rain protectant. Um, other things that I always have are uh, like a headlamp. And mm-hmm. then I've got extra batteries for, for headlamps, for any other kind of equipment we might need, whether it's for trail cameras. 
um, or whatever. But I, I mean, that's a, that's not a full comprehensive list. Obviously like you have a knife, you have a couple of these other things, but those are things that I pretty much always keep in my pack. Um, some of the other things that kind of rotate out, but th- those yeah. are pretty much go-tos. And I think it depends on where you're at, what For time sure. of year, what you're hunting, as it, depending on what you're putting in your pack. You said headlamp. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one of, another one of my favorite pieces of gear. One of the most important pieces of gear, in my opinion, that I have in my pack. Because I would say, honestly, 75% of the time, we use them. Yep. Because when you guys think about hunting hours, obviously it is the best time to hunt is early in the morning and late at night. So if you're hunting in the morning, you want to be in your hunting area before the sun comes up, which means a walk in the dark, which means a walk in the dark. When we went out last weekend, it was pitch black when we started walking. So a good headlamp with good batteries is a good one. And, And if you're hunting in the afternoon, you're not going to hike out during those prime hunting hours. You're going to stay there until it's dark. You yep. can't hunt anymore. And you're going to hike out in the dark. And and like this, like a plug. So the ba- extra batteries actually came about because I think it was two years ago. I was deer camp and I uh, woke up early, pitch black, started walking, turned on my headlamp. And within not even kidding, probably five, 10 minutes, it had died. So it was just like my batteries were totally drained before I even started the hike and I didn't have extra batteries. So I kind of had to like feel my way to where I wanted to go. (laughs) And so that, so extra batteries was kind of had became a new thing that I always have with me. And I mean, I haven't had to break them out yet, but I would not be surprised if that happened. Yeah. And I found my headline is magically turned on in my pack too. I've pulled it out of my pack and, and it's on. Yep. Uh, I rock a black diamond. So do I. Headlamp. Yeah, that's what I've got too. Really good headlamp. And sometimes you shoot animals and you can't find them and you're looking for them in the dark. Or you shoot them right before. Yeah, that's what happened with my elk, yeah. actually. And I didn't have my headlamp in my pack because we were hunting during the day. So I was a dummy for not mm-hmm. packing my headlamp. But I ended up just having to use a flashlight and just like hold it <laughs> the whole <laughs> time as we're packing out. So it was super annoying. But yeah, if you shoot one right before it's dark or even five six in the afternoon or in the evening i mean your pack house a couple hours you're gonna be in the dark right so you said hunting knife tom yep having a knife what what's your go-to hunting knife like what what's the one that you always throw on your pack the one that i always have in my pack right now is actually from benchmade and it's called the fancy thomas (laughs) and the benchmade (laughs) i'm trying i can't even think of what the name is though it's like that big curved one right Yeah, yeah it's like uh i think it's it's part of their hunting line that one's always in my pack and then i have a a two a two knife set from gerber and it's just like a skinning and boning out knife set but the boning out knife set is kind of if i think we're going to get onto some animals i'll pack it um otherwise yeah that the benchmade fixed blade is always in there yeah yeah i i have my go-to knife i i'm an outdoor edge to cut type of guy and not not the replaceable blade one. Because you've tried that before, haven't you? Yeah, I don't like the replaceable blade, personally. I have one. I have a Havilon with the replaceable blade. And I think that I leave it in my pickup. Because in an emergency, it's nice to have a razor-sharp blade. But they but I don't like using them that much. I and think why? I, I think that it's a skinny blade. It's very flimsy. It's a, it's a little razor blade. 
they're sh- they're super sharp, but the design is kind of sketchy. If it, like the blood and the fat cakes into it, getting those blades on and off is pretty sketchy. I have to have like a pair of pliers mm. to feel safe. Yeah, because with the little hook thing that they have on there, I feel like I'm going to cut my hand off. Um, but I just I I don't think that they're great for a lot of situations on skinning a big animal because when I am skinning a big animal and not tooting my own horn, but I guided elk hunts for a while and I've skinned (laughs) a lot of elk. Yeah. A lot of elk. And I like to use some tension and I like to pry a little bit here and there. So I like something stouter. My go-to, if I could have any sharp knife in my pack, and this is the one that I bring, it's called a swing blade. Oh, made by yeah. made by Outdoor Edge. It's a You've fixed had that for a long time, forever, too. forever. It's like half the blade width now because I've sharpened it so much throughout the years. Uh, but it's still an awesome knife. So the swing blade, if you guys haven't seen them, you should go check them out. Seriously, it's a cheap knife. It's like twenty five, thirty bucks. I honestly don't know. Yeah, it's super cheap as far as knives go, and it's a it's a solid blade. So you have your normal skinning blade. And then you can flip the whole thing around and it has like this big bladed curved gut hook thing. It's kind of like a, it creates like a zipper effect. Right, right. So when, when you're skinning an animal or running up the legs or the guts, you are trying to get that hide opened up without poking the guts. <laughs> and yep. so what this allows, it has a dull bottom to it and a dull tip. It gets you so that you can run your knife around it without without that risk at all of poking guts or... Or cutting into the meat on the arms um, or the legs. Yeah. So that's kind of my go-to for hunting knives is that swing blade. I I, I don't go (laughs) on a hunting trip without it. So as far as like hunting gear outside of what we've already talked about, what's what's some of your other, you're not going anywhere, you're not going out without it. Uh, And actually, why don't don't you tell us a little bit what what pack you have? Because the pack that Ben has is actually pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of unique and different. A lot of people probably haven't heard about them. Yeah, I got a good I got a good deal when I was guiding um, on this pack. It's called Rockman, Rockman Pack or Rockman Gear. It's a local company. Yep. Here in Rexburg, I, I know the guy that owns it. We're good friends. I I guess we're good friends. I don't know. Your acquaintance. He sold me a pack. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool pack system. It it has a a main frame on the pack that it's adjustable to your size, and then it has different packs that kind of hook into it. So it has a day pack size, which is usually what I bring out in the woods. It's like twenty five hundred. Um, what are they? What are the uh, cubic inches? Is that what they or milliliters? Something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Who knows? That's bad. We should know that. But. <laughs> and then I have a big like packing into the backwoods for a week pack, and then I also have a meat frame uh, that doubles as a seat, which is pretty cool. Doubles as a little camp chair. And I like them. They're they're a fully waterproof pack, so I take them when I'm fishing and on the boat as well. And based on like, if you visit their website, you can kind of see these guys mainly hunt like Alaska. Like they hunt uh, from what you know from their pictures at least. They're doing a lot of hunts where they're going in on boats, and so that fully waterproof zipper, fully waterproof system is pretty much essential for them. But but it it is super nice when when we go fishing, especially like just to have that reassurance of, okay, if things had go south and we tip this boat, everything in the pack's fine. Yeah. They're awesome. They're awesome. I I'm glad that I bought them. They have a, they, all the system, it clips in together and works really nice. It has a nice load strap that you can load meat into a head into or your bow. 
I hook my bow into it when I when we're hiking around. I use that a lot. It is a newer company. So yeah. that being said, I'm not I'm not dissing them in any way. There are some minor minor things that I've found, you know, some squeaks here and there that that I think that they're going to work out in the upcoming years, but I w- I would buy another one of their packs again, absolutely. I think that they're a great product. I think that there's something to to look at when you're considering buying a hunting pack or a bino harness or one of my favorite things is that meat pack that meat frame it's just a big chair l-shaped type thing with a bunch of straps on it that doubles as a chair when you're sitting in glass and hillsides and that's what i used to pack my elk out last year right and it is awesome it works really good so that's the pack that i'm rocking <laughs> rocking <laughs> rockman packs <laughs> but there's a lot of good brands out there yeah. In this archery shop that I'm working at, we sell a ton of Mystery Ranch packs. And those are pretty freaking sweet packs. And you guys do Stone Glacier? We do Stone Glacier, too. We yeah. sell Sitka packs. I just bought a, a Sitka pack. It's called the Toolbox. I, I, I'm not promoting it because they're discontinued. They're not making them anymore. I know. Both of us. Both of us rocking discontinued Sitka yeah. packs. Because they, they just they rotate them so frequently to for upcoming things. But it's, it's awesome. It's for whitetail hunting. Hangs in a tree, kind of flips open with a bunch of different pouches. So I have that one as well. But back, but back to my original question: What's stuff that you put oh, in your pack right. that uh, that you don't go without? <laughs> that hasn't already been mentioned, obviously. One of the things that I pack, and I'm glad that you packed last time, Tom. I've lost a lot of socks <laughs> over the years, or a lot of shirt sleeves over the years. If you catch my drift, <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper, my friends, or baby wipes. Don't yes. don't bring. I wouldn't bring toilet paper unless it's an emergency. Baby wipes, something that's really going to get you clean. If you got to go <laughs> in the backwoods, is is really a go to because when you're cramping up on a hunt, it's it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, we're so this last time we were rocking the dude wipes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and. Ben used them. I did. So. Oh yeah, right when we got out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those. Not that's actually to be a good call. crass. Not <laughs> to be crass, mom. <laughs> but no, that's that's a good call. Yeah. And I've used those dude wipes before, even you know after you down an animal just to clean up your hands. Yeah. You know, because you get blood and whatever else on you, and so yeah, the dude wipes are sweet. I think that just some kind of a wet wipe is is an essential for sure. Yeah. And you were you were making fun of me for being a millennial earlier, Tom, with my <laughs> cell phone. But honestly, that's something that I I'd never go in the backwoods without. And I used to I used to not do that. I used to not really care that much because I had a GPS right. unit that I would use from Garmin, which some people still use those, and that's awesome. It's a great tool to have. But I don't know if you you use it too, Tom. Right? Onyx. The, the Onyx app mm-hmm. is awesome. I don't think that we go on a hunting trip without using the Onyx app. And and they've got other apps out there that do similar things. Right, we, I think we've like just, Basecamp is one right. of them. And we've just kind of become partial to Onyx, and we've already started saving maps and saving spots on there. And so, yeah, yeah base- we, we do. We use Onyx pretty much every time we go out. Yeah. And about every time that, you know, I'm bored at home or something or <laughs> going to the bathroom just again. Scouting. Potty language. <laughs> just scouting. But scouting. Yeah, so basically what it is, if you're not familiar with the Onyx app, is it's a Google Earth, basically. It's a Google Earth satellite map that you can add waypoints. You can put a tracker on, and it will track where you're walking, show you how far you've gone, how much time has elapsed. You can mark water holes or 
I saw an elk at this position. You can say, hey, my trail camera's here. We use it all the time. Yeah. And, and I, I, like I said, when I'm bored at home, I'll just be scrolling in an area where we're wanting to hunt. Uh, and I'll be like, ooh, that canyon looks looks tempting. You yeah. know, <laughs> there's th- this water hole right here that, that they'd be coming out of this deep timber and hitting. So. And they, they have some pretty cool features. So one time I went hunting with uh, one of my brothers and his brother-in-law. Um, and we kind of split up to go glass different areas. And when we were kind of ready to meet up, um, you know, I didn't know exactly where they were. And so it has the feature where you can actually share your location from mm. there with, you know, other people you're hunting with. And so he just sent me like a little notification to Onyx and it was like, this is where I'm at. And if I had taken a guess, I would have missed them completely. So it was, it's kind of cool that way too. Like it helps you to link up with your with your uh, party when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and one of the really cool things about it that we haven't even mentioned is it shows all the property boundaries. Oh, yeah, yeah, duh. Yeah. That's the main duh. reason that's we like got the, it. That's the, <laughs> that was the main reason that we got it. It wasn't for all the features. It was it shows where private property is, who owns it. It shows where all the public land is, national forest, BLM, all that. Yeah. Because we were hunting some areas where it's like, Ooh, I, I know that there's some ranchers out here that own some of the land. We're not sure. Yeah, yeah the Onyx app, it tells you like dead lines of where property is. Yep. And like that one hunt I did out in Howe that you were talking about. Super helpful. Because that one, the the unit, like the tag for it. It's a deprivation tag. Yeah. You have to be a mile, within a mile of cultivated fields. Well, it's like, okay, so where does a cultivated field end technically, you know? Mm-hmm. And that can make a difference if you're pushing that one mile mark, you know, you don't want to go outside that but yeah but by being able to look and say okay i'm exactly 0.98 miles away from that field okay i can shoot this animal so right. it's kind of cool that way yeah so that's something that i don't i don't go in the backwoods without and and to communicate you know a lot of the places that we go we don't have service right but when we're about to lose service we we text somebody or share a location on that on x which is i think is important because a lot can happen in the backwoods and I think that it's a safe call to have somebody back at home that knows the general idea of where you are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've kind of been thinking about, so I don't think either one of us are super knowledgeable or super into it, but you have your lightweight backpackers that will yeah. do these lightweight packing trips. And I have um, my mother-in-law um, is super into them. So I would be kind of curious to do a side-by-side comparison of like, okay, what do they pack compared to like what yeah. hunters pack? And do we have the same gear as there's just more lightweight or, you know, whatever that would be. But something I just was thinking about, I was like trying to think what, what are some things that they can't go without. And so might be interesting. Maybe something we can do in the future. Do yeah. a side-by-side comparison yeah. be kind of cool. It would be cool. I'm sure there's a lot of similarities. Right. But I'm sure that, you know, some of them aren't packing hunting knives. Right. <laughs> They're probably more focused on weight. But still, when you're hunting, depending on the hunting, you are you are focused on weight of your pack. Because you don't want to wear yourself out. Right. Especially with, like, elk hunting, where you're hiking all day long up and down ridges, you don't want that extra weight. It's going to kill you. Right. But if you're walking 10 minutes to a tree stand to hunt whitetails, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'm not going to get worn out in a 10-minute walk, you know. Right. So I don't know. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Maybe we we should try just weighing our packs one time, see how much they actually are. Um, because I'd be curious. I saw somebody post on one of the Facebook groups that I follow, and they, they were like just posting the weight of their pack. They said, I've got 
four days worth of backpack or hunting packed in here and it's 32 pounds. I'm like, freak, man. That's yeah. crazy. But that that's about my mother-in-law. She likes to keep it sub 30. And I'm like, dang. Like, you can fit a lot of stuff for 30 pounds if you do it right. But I've just never been that conscious about it. All right. So there's a plug. You, all of our listeners, hit us up. Tell us at least one thing that you don't go into the woods without. Whether you're hunting, whether you're fishing, whether you're sightseeing, backpacking. Right. Tell us something that we, we've we missed, maybe, or something that we've already talked about. Tell us what you can't go into the backwoods without. And, and I guess like uh, an obvious thing would be like your essentials, like food, water, things right. like that. But outside of those things, like what's, what's the equipment gear stuff that you, you know, you, you can't, you can't go without. Cause that would, I'd be interested and mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see, you know, depending on what activity you're doing. So if you're like, Hey, I can't go without, you know, X, well, tell us what kind of activity you're doing. Cause maybe you're not hunting. We're talking a lot about hunting cause that's kind of what we do. That's our jam. But yeah. you know, if it's like, Oh, I just like to go backpacking, do long distant backpacking trips and tell us what it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and with, and with water and food too. Well, you don't need to tell us about water. That's pretty <laughs> basic, but food, what do you, what do you bring into the backwoods food wise? What is it that you, what you like to bring? We've kind of talked about it Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. We talked about, we like to bring dehydrated food out. Freaking Ben, freaking Ben likes to bring oysters Ooh, and, and sardines. Man, <laughs> my freaking oysters man i i love i love any ocean type food that comes in a little can <laughs> see and i can do i can do the sardines but and maybe i i haven't tried his oysters to be fair i haven't tried them so but yeah i i just have a hard time they're, with they're oysters. perfect thomas it's because all i've had is raw oysters and not my jam uh raw oysters are even better but we won't get into that we've already had long trail conversations about oysters Anyway, but I do, and, and maybe that comes from my Marine Corps days. I would bring canned fish <laughs> all the time because it doesn't go bad. It, it doesn't have to stay at a certain temperature. It's good protein. It tastes great, and it's in this tiny little can, lightweight. It's good to pack. I'd pack a lot of those back in the day, yeah. and I still do. I usually have at least a can or two in my truck or in my pack. Uh, what about you, Tom? What, what's your go-to? For food? Yeah. My jam right now is biscuits and gravy from mountain house oh yeah that i have pretty much taken that every trip i've gone on as of lately but outside of dehydrated food um i do like to get just bars cliff bars uh mountain house has putting out or has put out some new performance bars and things like that i haven't so, tried those yet i know I and want to. they're stocked out so but those like a protein bar of that kind of caliber is right. kind of kind of what i bring is if it's just a snack what about, what about, do you bring any kind of hydration besides water, something that you're going to dump in there? I, I know we have in the past. Right. So again, man, this is a huge shout out for, I guess, for Mountain Ops. Cause again, Mountain Ops puts out, um, some little like trail pack. Um, it's like the, it's, they have a couple different ones, but they have like a Yeti and an Enduro, but it's kind of similar to the Hot Ignite that we talked about earlier, where it's just like an energy boost. Um, I think the Enduro has some type of like electrolyte or endure or, you know, endurance supplement to kind of help you keep going when you're tired or exhausted or whatever. So I do always have a couple of those trail packs Mm -hmm. on me just to dump in and get an extra boost of energy. And they're killer. If you've, you know, if you've put down an animal, you're about to do a heavy pack out, it's like, sweet, let's get a little, 
boost of energy mm-hmm. let's head back you know so so as far as a hydration supplement yeah that's that's about all i all i really do yeah and and we usually we usually bring some kind of a meat on our trips too like jerky yeah jerky we we bring a lot of deer jerky elk jerky from the the previous year's hunts Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I have my go-to meat stick. His freaking meat stick. The meat and cheese too. The meat and cheese too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cheese can get a little melty though on long trips <laughs> in the summertime. But I, yeah, yeah. I have my go-to matador, flaming hot meat stick, and it, it'll, it'll knock your <laughs> knock your socks off. It's, it's pretty got toasty. Some heat. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm trying to think. I mean, we like to we like our snacks for sure when we're out there. Candy but, bars. Yeah, candy bars. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hit us up. We want to know what you guys are rocking. Because, honestly, I don't have a set go-to every single time. No. But, you know, if you guys have one, then we'd be interested. So, I mean, we actually just did a post on our social media talking about it um, where we actually asked the question, you know, what are you taking with you? So, go find the post. Comment on it. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, hit us up. I think we're kind of wrapping it up now. Yeah. yeah, we've kind of talked about some of our basic things that we keep in our pack. It, it depends on what we're doing, where we're going, what time of year, obviously, how long we're going to be out there. Yeah, uh, that makes it, that's a huge thing. I think. Yeah, because I mean, if we're going for a day, we're going to just wear those clothes. Right. Um, you don't need to pack extra clothes yeah. necessarily unless you want a couple things, you know. Yeah, and it depends also if you're packing in or if you're in a truck, you're camping out of a truck or you have a campsite. So it, it depends. But there are some things that we just never go without. Binoculars is another one, you know, if we're out hunting, we're not going to go anywhere without yep. a pair of binoculars. But hit us up. What what do you what do you pack in the woods? What do you pack in the outdoors whether you're fishing, whether you're backpacking, whether you're hunting? What food do you bring in the outdoors? We we want to talk about these things and we want to know so that we can cater some of our stuff around it right and so that we can we can say hey guys one of you hit us up you're eating this in the backwoods we tried it we freaking love it let's help other people because that's what this is right we're we're trying to share knowledge so like ben said hit us up uh on any of our platforms facebook instagram twitter um you can email us at podcast at forgottenoutdoors.com uh if you have questions or you have some things that you want us to address on the show send it to that email um, hit us up on the social media, DM us, whatever it is. But yeah, let us know. Follow us. There's big things in the future to come. Yes. We'll leave it at that. And we really appreciate it, guys. Again, this is the Forgotten Outdoors podcast, episode six. And we will catch you guys next time. See ya. <laughs>